So, Mike, who has the worst critics? Is it video games or is it films? Uh, I think every critic in the games industry is fantastic. And I hope, assuming this podcast goes out before Tuesday, that they know the massive amount of respect that I hold for them and their craft. I agree that film reviewers are shit. Here's my (laughs) evidence. I've just finished watching the hugely enjoyable film Bullet Train. Have you oh, seen it's great Bullet film. Train yet? I've seen Absolute it a couple of times. I've fucking a delight times. that film. It's beautiful, uh, yeah. I literally moments ago finished it. The, a film that doesn't just set up one Chekhov's gun, it sets up a fucking armory it's of Chekhov's them. Chekhov's guns all the way down that film. A bottle of water gets like a character flashback. Oh, yes. It's fucking incredible. Do you know what its score is on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, is it really low? What would you... I For me, that's like a 9 or a 10 out of 10 for a film. I had a fucking great time that flew by wonderful yeah. time. To me, it's the epitome of a solid 8. A solid 8. A solid, so like a critic. really reliable solid 8. Yeah. All right, what do you think it's got then? Rotten Tomatoes. From your reaction, I'm guessing like... <laughs> 32 percent or something 54 that's far too low as well that's astonishing could you watch that film go that was an average film i you know what i think i think a big part of it is it it's it it's one that gets better as it goes on it makes a bad first impression i when i recommend i've recommended to a few people and generally what i say is it looks like colourful Guy Ritchie nonsense for about half an hour, but please stick with it because it's all going to make sense in the end. And Sorry, if like... somebody said colourful Guy Ritchie nonsense, I'm going to watch the hell out of that film. Right, <laughs> right. But it's, I'm going to snatch that up. Oh, hello. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> Third film reference. Third film reference. I... Yeah, I, I, I actually do. I, I really... Well, Guy Ritchie films are just hit and miss for me. I either love them or I, I'm bored senseless by them. But with this one, I think I think it does... It's It feels like one of those movies where the writer is just throwing references and character gimmicks at you in a nonsensical way until about half an hour in, you start clicking that there is no single line in the movie that is pointless, that everything is a setup. Yeah. I think it feels... Um, pointless when you're watching it the first time. I was certainly like, the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff, I was like, oh, this is such like, someone saw a Tarantino movie, what do you call a Royale with cheese, <laughs> like nonsense. But then obviously all of that stuff then kind of comes together and pays off. Yeah. Um, it's really I mean, good. I, I, the action's I, great. So I just, David, David Leach, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, of John Wick. Stuntman turned director of John Wicky fame. Yeah. So I thought you'd seen it. So I thought a lot of the 8711 lads as well. So um, I I yeah. would give the film uh, that you know you've basically worked with a person sort of who's involved with. I'd give it a higher score than you because I'm a better person. You are apart a from person that. Yeah, it's true. Um, That's why it's yeah. why you're getting a copy of Tron Identity the second we finish recording, mate. I need you to ah! get ah! stuff started for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Oh my goodness! Oh my god! I'm excited. I'm like Oprah wait, wait. on a much smaller scale. Wait, why am I? It's how how many days until the brand new Tron, like the next bit of the Tron canon is out? Like that's like <laughs> it's uh, the game is out in two days. Game is out two on Tuesday. days. Yeah. Tuesday, the eleventh of April. For that's it. Listening. Yeah, 
yeah. other people, times for some reason. People should uh, people should uh, consider uh, buying that. Um, so yeah, I'll send you a, a copy early so you pretend in public that you like it while secretly sending me a list of thirty things that annoy you. In it. That's my plan. <laughs> I won't. I've never done that. <laughs> you never. I have. say that. You never. never. Have. I've never. I've you never don't have. even know what I feel about some of your games. You you I think you like most of my games. There's most, certain games yeah. that we've never spoken about. I I assume I assume the worst in those situations. But uh... sometimes I just haven't played the fucking things because you put it on fucking Google <clears throat> Spectacles or whatever the fuck doesn't exist Look, anymore. Google <laughs> Google make a lot of products and they stick with them, Dan. And that's why I like working with them. I've never had <laughs> <laughs> never had the issue there. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, hang on. I've got to get my usual. Uh... Just post-it note for the things that Mike needs to edit out. Just going to have that <laughs> ready to go. Let's just, 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 uh, just to get that out. Yeah, no, go for it. Also, speaking of mm. train wrecks, I watched another film this week. Did you? Yeah, but it wasn't Fast and Furious. I watched Moonfall. Oh, my have, goodness. Oh, what a film. You seen I have, I've absolutely seen that film. Well, me and, so, me and Carrie are big fans of like rubbish disaster movies, so we had a great time. Oh, it is the rubbish disaster movie. <laughs> I think yeah. that is now the peak standard. Awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally was. It was great. Rebecca just was like, just literally at one point, just stood up, went, fuck this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> just quit. I've just never seen anyone just quit. It was great. I honestly, I would have walked out, but I just needed to watch it through. I yeah. had, like, I had money on the fat guy dying, so that's my. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Fat guy, stepdad, they ain't getting out of this movie alive." I had fifty quid one, thank you very much. So uh, there you go. What's Roland Emmerich's deal with stepdads? <laughs> it's it's a shorthand, isn't it? It's a shorthand for a challenging family relationship. Yeah, um, but why does he always kill the stepdad and just put it all back the way it was? That's he not much. His least favorite film is probably Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pierce Brosnan was robbed. Um, <laughs> if he had directed Mrs. Mm. Doubtfire, fucking Pierce Brosnan would have choked to death. Yes. And died. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been ignored. Oh. Anyway, I found that I've never... I actually feel like uh, watching those two films... Mm. Fast and Furious fit very neatly in between the two of them. Almost in the terms of, point. In terms of quality. What's yeah. the what's the middle <laughs> yeah. bar here? Yeah. It's ex- actually yeah, those three films kind of is a perfect escalation. Well I so from... my so what I did was I watched this next Fast and Furious literally straight after we recorded the last episode because I was kind oh. of awake and I was like, you know what? That's one of my favourite ones. I like that one. I'll watch I'll watch six right now and I did. I'm I must um, admit, I think it's my favourite one. <laughs> Yeah, which is it was it had everything I wanted in it. I think I recorded a bit and sent it to you while it was. You going recorded on. me. You recorded me the ending, which was amazing. Oh yeah, because we'll, 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 uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that. You should include the audio of that it. video in the podcast if that's not too technically <laughs> challenging. Uh, that would be that was t- amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I was. I basically, I pissed myself laughing at several points in that film because aren't they're doing like i'm going to tokyo tease three films ended <laughs> yeah. with han's gonna go to tokyo yeah. but this one was just like so many things just so many bits and pieces and i'm like why why you why'd you keep breathing and then at the end scene was in tokyo i'm like oh my god i'm gonna, I'm gonna record this because if that if that car hits him and it turns out to be a thing i thought he was gonna survive it but it turns out it was uh jason statham blowed him up killed the crap out of him so, I, so I was right <laughs> and they I, just kind of 
yeah, they didn't undo it. They just went with it. I foreshadowing. I love. <laughs> I love it because, like, and you're right, the kind of the constantly reimagining. If they had just decided with four, we're going to have Han in it, and the character's going to go, I thought you died. And he said, Oh, no, don't worry about it. That yeah. would have been absolutely fine. And we'd all be happily watching the movies, not caring. But I yeah. can totally relate to a writer director um, who won't let it go their own, like, canon that they've established. Because, yeah. like, all of us, all of our indie games, that I've directed uh, from our team that aren't licensed, they all take place in the same universe. So there's a bunch of lore mm-hmm. that every single time I have to keep to. And I know nobody in the audience cares about this, <laughs> but I cannot let Quarantine Circular contradict something from Thomas Was Alone. So I have to be really... <laughs> and, and no one cares. No one in the world, no one on my team. It's just me. I'm the only person who gives a crap. So I, I will never judge someone else for going down that same rabbit hole, that same kind of masturbatory <laughs> nonsense. Um, yeah, so, this, yeah, this film where everyone had flip phones, this this was actually the now. This one goes off. Yeah. It was really cool to have crap old flip flip flop flippily phones mm-hmm. in Tokyo mm-hmm. in, in if you're in the street racing scene. Yeah. You want to have the crap flip phone. That's really It was, it was like retro, like, like vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like oh, the big moonfall where you the moon hits know, the city? You know in 10 years people will be using like fake bad old Nokia phones. That's coming back. I guarantee Yeah. You. I'm so excited for the return of the slidey <laughs> phone. The best kind of phone. Slidey phone was the best phone. Don't fucking at me, bro. All these slidey people... phone. Like slidey a kind phone. of banana Nokia yep. was it 7710 was it or I like slidey tech slidey tech is best tech it's satisfying to open mm-hmm. yeah it's good like the PSP go that fucking thing oh my See, god what I come concept. in my my for me the pinnacle of that was the um which is which is a bendy phone which is like the Motorola Razor Pebble era that's the, the oh, flip phones yeah. those were the really nice flip phones with which was that was my everyone knew what the pebble was nobody owned one that's what i always remember <laughs> don't know a single I had person i had a pebble one. i had a pebble <gasps> it's you you're the only I, one i think i might even still have that pebble somewhere in a box <laughs> To get that bad boy out, see how much uh, uh, pay as you go credit I've got left. Yeah, mm. probably probably a lot. Does it probably. inflate? Does it go with inflation? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's like Bitcoin. Yeah, or or like Bitcoin a few years ago at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, don't know how Bitcoin's doing these days. Not great. Or care. Not great. Oh. No. I mean, for imaginary money, it's probably worth more than it actually is. Yeah, but like, so dude, it's going. like like in a way, isn't like all money like imaginary when you think yeah, about I it yeah I, I tried to explain that to the tax man uh, yeah he don't like that testicles uh, so I decided the money is very much real uh, <laughs> and you need to have a big pile of it when the tax yeah. man comes a knocking that's uh, I liked Bullet Train it was a good film I, liked I recommend Bullet, Bullet Train, Train. it's a great Bullet film Train. I watched it on the plane actually the other day I um, recommend getting yeah. very drunk and watching uh, Moonfall yes. Or, yes in fact so drunk you black out before it starts and wake up just after it finishes would be right. the, the best way. Just cut it out entirely. Okay. Like, there's a bit where the moon hits a building. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that happens. And we're all, we're, all, we're all fine with that happening. It's the dumbest film. I, 
I will most say, I think the everything. movie knows it's dumb, though. I respect that a lot. I will, I will take Strong a knowingly dumb movie. disagree. Really? Strong disagree. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's sold like a funeral. It really is. You can t- I'll tell you how you know, right? I can yeah. tell you how you know. It's the kid. It's his <laughs> son. It's the actor of a son. Because the actor of the son has read that script and has gone, I'll do it because it's a Roland Emmerich movie, but this, this film's a piece of shit and I'm not going to put the effort <laughs> in. So he does not bother at yeah. all, right? If it was a film where you're having fun and everything's silly, he would have really, you know... Zhushed it up a little bit. He yeah. would have gone for it. He would have hammed it up. I've been watching Sarah Jane Adventures. I expected that level of villains going, <laughs> you know, I expected that little, like, you know, fucking giggling villain level of acting right. up. CBBs yeah, is what I think it CBBs is the, is the level of intelligence I think that Moonfall needs. Uh-huh. My favourite bit was when the moon is 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 sucking everybody up because it's too <laughs> close, and they stop it sucking this child up, who is literally dangling into the sky, and somebody's holding with a hand. They stop mm. him floating off to the moon mm. by pulling him into a shed, and then the yeah. gravity stops. That's how gravity works. That's how gravity works. I, if you you remind yeah. me of your CBBS thing, a massive TV revelation that me and Carrie arrived at. You've been watching Ted Lasso. No, I don't watch Ted Lasso. It's on the Apple, isn't it? It's very popular, very good. We have unfortunately realised, and it might have ruined the show for us, that it's basically just a 90s CBBC drama aged Uh up a little bit. Like the structure, the tone, the casting, it is basically (laughs) Demon Headmaster. I'm into that. I find you've sold me on it now. <laughs> but it's got that kind of, it feels like a children's drama that's just been aged up and, you know, given a lot of understanding of uh, psychological and mental health stuff. But like, it's, it really does feel like a, like a children's drama. And that's kind of ruined the show for me a little bit now that I've noticed that. Now that I've spotted that that's what it is, it's kind of ruined it a little bit for me. <laughs> Do they all explain what they've learned at the end of the episode? <laughs> I mean, you're joking, but mainly most episodes, yes. Most episodes, there's very much like a. It's you know what? It's lovely. It's a really good show, and it's um, it's it's incredibly. It's it's basically people dealing with mental health stuff every episode, but in a fun way, and it's genuinely impressive and really great. But it's also a CBBC drama from the '90s aimed at adults, because that makes sense because that's what we were watching when we were kids in the '90s. So fair enough. I was watching Press Gang. Loved a bit of Press Gang. <laughs> I I missed Press Gang. Wait a minute, oh, you're younger than me. Press Gang was on before I was old enough to enjoy it. You you didn't watch that as it went out, I assume. You must have watched the repeat of that. I must have done. I don't know if things were on new or not when the telly was on. <laughs> I'd be enough. I'd be watching fucking Dragon Ball Z and it would get to a point in the story and then it would just restart and you had to wait three months for the to see if it would carry on again. Well, that was my thing was uh, Transformers was I was too young to see Transformers when it first went out. I was I was a kid in the kind of Beast Wars era. I didn't give a crap about Beast Wars. And Transformers was this cool show that was only watchable on Sky, which my uncle had. So I went to his house. I got to watch good Transformers. And I didn't realize he, it was just because they had the reruns on Sky of the older show. So I was really into the wrong Transformers for the ones in the shops. And I was always really annoyed you couldn't buy like proper transformers i used to get a lot of second-hand transformers as a kid um because because of that neat yeah you know you're stupid when you're a kid basically that's my point yeah yeah i mean not much has changed for me i'll be perfectly honest uh well you you you've taken it to the next level of like buying spaceships from a game you don't play 
That's the I mean, that's the level you take me to with the Star Trek Online stuff. Look, um, yeah, I, I don't play I don't Star Trek Online. It. It's cheaper to buy the ships in the real world than it is in the game. <laughs> well, yeah, they're bigger on in the game. They're they're real size in the game, so that makes sense. That. They're actually massive, right? If you play Star Trek Online and go inside the ships, every corridor is the size of God. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's classic video game corridor. You yeah. have to make the doors bigger. Um, it's just it's always weird. It's yeah. just a weird fucking year. But, like, ma- it's not like they've just scaled it up a little. It's... Yeah. You should Google this shit right now, because it is huge. Those ships I'm are I'm not Googling huge. shit. I'm not Googling shit. I'm currently trying to decide if I'm going to cook myself some hot cross buns. That's what. That's my main I, thing right now. I don't. I only cook tight. I eat them cold. You eat cold hot cross buns. Yes. You eat cross buns. Yes. That's astonishing to me. Yeah. That is. I mean, I'm an atheist, but that's, it's sacrilegious. It's disrespectful. <laughs> it's, uh... I, I I grew up not I I grew up very very Catholic and hot cross buns mm. were revered because they had a cross on them. Yes, you had I, mean, to... that's a... <laughs> I think that's I think that isn't a coincidence. No, I think that's I think that's intentional. But no, it was a case yeah. of like you had to do like a sign of the cross at them and stuff. And now I just eat a four pack cold and you know fuck it. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Uh, lovely, lovely, uh, lovely. So yeah, there's a bit in Moonfall where uh... yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> So how long was that fucking runway? That's what yeah, I have. A, that's, that's a fair the, question. That's a fair that's, question. That's a question. Yeah. Where, I remember that being where, a question at the time. I think that was one of the things people had questions about. Well, either the plane was going at two miles an hour, and I don't know how yeah. it was taking off, because it wasn't taking off. It kind of just yeah. hovered a bit, which I thought was just fun. I feel it's like also taking off from fun. Heathrow, right? Which is like quite like it's a big. No, airport, it's in Spain. It's in Spain. That I, it's been a it's been a week since I watched this film. Um, it's in Spain. They're in that military base in Spain. Well, that's probably bigger. Wasn't... Probably bigger. Bigger airports in Spain, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. It's so yeah. Bigger, Heathrow's got like runways. two runways next to each other, whereas right. in Spain they're all just in a line. In it, yeah. It's just they went through eight or nine Series runways rather than parallel. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just yeah. blasted through ten runways. So why not? <laughs> just to be able to. Yeah, and yeah, the film was good. It was the one I'd seen filmed. That yes. was the one I'd actually seen. That's one. So the bit where the so car blows, the bit where the cars and explosions happen. That's all the, of the film, Dan. Oh which yeah, in particular. On. The bit where they raid a uh, 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 unbuilt building, which is now oh, built. Oh, when he goes out in his little race car, his and he goes out in a little triangle race car, and they blow up all those pillars, and it all collapses. I saw that get shot. That explosion. Oh, that's awesome. I saw, I saw that little race car you've been around, and I thought it was very silly. Oh, there you go. Watch that from my window at three in the morning. Massive explosion goes off. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Did you get, like, the little letter through the letterbox? Apologizing oh, yeah. For the, oh, yeah. yeah. It, like, yeah, very accurate on the timing as well. It was quite... I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch this. got to be, yeah. it got to be. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna detonate some <laughs> bombs in the middle of London near the financial probably want to make sure you get the timing right. Yeah, probably say. let people know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a building now. That 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 thing there. I remember I, I um I whenever I we whenever I go over to um LA for meetings and stuff. So when we were doing John Wick and now we always stay in like Airbnbs and that. And the uh, I don't know why, but like I guess because we're we're staying near the film studios because that's where we're we're there to go and talk to them is they're always shooting like procedural cop shows. So yeah. a couple of times we've just gone into the room, there's like a little sheet of paper going, just to let you know, 
uh, there will be a bunch of people dressed in forensic clothing kind of <laughs> on the street outside your uh, your apartment tomorrow. Please don't worry about it. Uh, it's for CSI, whatever. Um, I think that's just a, a pretty standard thing from everyone I know in LA. It's just you, you get very yeah. used to seeing things being shot. Good way of doing a heist. You film in a film, but actually you commit oh, a heist as you go around. Dan, let's sit down and do the screenplay. We can get that, we can get that done today. Yes, we can we'll get do, that off. Yes, screenplays yeah. only take a day. So that's yeah. a, it's a well, Steve half Disney. A screenplay each. We'll do, you do the first half, I'll do the second half. Ooh, can I do that the second well. half? I'm that's more of an ending thing. guy than a start guy. That's what I've heard about you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I definitely end things. I don't start. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, the, yes. yeah, no, yes. So, right. So, yeah, no, I saw loads of explosions happen. And then I watched the chase that where they kind of teleported around London for a bit. That was my favorite You got to forgive that, haven't you? You got to forgive that a little bit. <laughs> well, they're like, they're going across this bridge. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Driving around. I think it was like, like Wembley Stadium or something there at one point. I'm like, what, what are you doing at Wembley, mate? It was always, though, it was always, I remember Luther, because that was all shot near where I used to work. And I used to just like, yeah, it was, it was, it's, you know. Cinematic, yeah. Going for the the sightseeing, fill wherever they can. Get all the get all the the things in. Roland yeah. Emmerich does that. He just blows them all up, doesn't he? Yeah. So so that's. I mean that's. I mean Fast and Furious. That's what Fast and Furious has become. Is it's it's a place where a group of family kind of go to a place with good film tax reliefs and uh, save the day. It's good. Yeah. It's a good franchise. Unfortunately, there was a very 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 key theme of this that they missed. It would have made this so much more interesting. They basically set up that this was like the negative universe version of the crew. I know. It's that bit in Shaun of the Dead where they run into the other crew, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> they really that was just thrown out the window so quickly. I, I agree with you. I wanted to see the kind of the mirror universe, you know. <laughs> yeah, all the interactions with the, each of them. Bring them all into yeah. one big fight scene and they're fighting their alternative one yes. and then you know, the rocks fighting the big fella and Vince like, sure that one's not me? No, it's mine. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you know, all the all the, all the fun times that you could have with that. But then you could also reflect his ideas Foreshadowing, by the of... way. Sorry, apologies. Carry on. Oh, my God. You could also fire back the ideas of family at him because that guy could have run it like a family and he could have been like, no, this is my family. I'll, pro- I'll do anything to protect them. And he's like, shit, that's like me. Well, no, he hasn't actually being a murder cop. Don't they, don't they try a thing where they kind of say he's philosophically no, he's all business. This isn't a family. Yeah, he's he's philosophically not family because it would be he's too complicated family. to reflect the character <laughs> of Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious back at himself. That's so yes. they go. Yeah, he chops and changes those parts when necessary. Fortunately, then... the Shaw family will never be an important part of the uh, franchise ever again. Uh, yeah, so that's well, we're never well, going to dwell on that. Point, because Hobbs and Shaw is about the Rock and. Uh... Jason Statham, yeah, and then they revealed him, and I was like, "Shit, Jason Statham looks different in this one." <laughs> and then at the end, Jason Statham blows somebody up, and I'm like, "Oh, that's his oh. brother that he was talking mm. about." Well, he's obviously like, a baddie, though, so daddy. God knows how they're going to get to Hobbs and Shaw. What a journey we're about to go on! <laughs> it's like every bad guy they meet is Vegeta, and just is getting <laughs> put into their team. You just—it's the again. It's the—it's the thing. Whatever your affiliation is, you will change it to just join them unless you get killed off. Family. family. I mean, for, for for people who tout the whole family things, they didn't give mm. Gal Gadot much of a send off, did they? No, they did not. No, they did she not. She gets 
she flies off a car, becomes a meat crayon, and then they just kind of never mention it again. Yeah. And I understand what, I mean, I, you know, if Han's going off to Tokyo and he was being all flirty and all that sort of shit, he needed to be single. Could have just broken up. But I was like, yeah, she's, they're just going to kill her off. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. because I think as well, to be more them. generous to them, I think this was around the time where Wonder Woman was getting started. So it's entirely possible she wanted to be written out of it as well. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll probably come back and be perfectly alive and... <laughs> <laughs> Cyborg Gal Gadot joins the team later, yeah. Oh, Cyborg, mm. on that note, that is my thing of what I think the next film's going to be, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't write any notes for this one. Or Picard's. That's, no that's a good sign, though. You're having fun. I'm having fun. It's not like Doctor Who where I had to write 400 notes just, yeah. to, just to remember the bullshit I went through. <laughs> I started writing notes during Moonfall and I went, oh, fuck it, I don't care. Why were you writing notes? You're not. You, you don't do. A, you, you weren't doing a moon. Oh, you were. You knew you weren't talk to Moonfall about. Me. I knew I'd or bring it up. With me. Okay. Yeah, and I could go through all the stupid bits. Yeah, I'm like, this is like... content. This is content I... I'm experiencing right now. My favorite bit was when the leader of NASA walked into the headquarters of NASA yeah. and looked at the big screen, which had the moon falling out of orbit yeah. very clearly, and he went, "What am I looking at here?" <laughs> It's like we need to get some offshore drillers. That's the only solution. Uh, that is a classic movie commentary, though. Oh, have you, is... have you got that? So I went to the trouble of genuinely buying the US DVD of that so I could get that commentary, and I need to get a US DVD player to actually watch it on. I have not I have not experienced the full commentary. That's how much it's I wanted to. I need to experience that commentary. I've been dying it to is. do so for years. I've, bought the, I've got the US DVD with it on. See, to... my belief is, if I've got the media, then not letting me play it in the country is racism. Uh, yeah. So I will uh, source it through other means. I can't condone I think that's anything fair enough like for that. Me. No, no. Uh, uh, I do not stand by what Dan said. <laughs> Please purchase through legitimate means all of my video games. Um, yeah, I'd like to say, I've still purchased. You wouldn't, you wouldn't it, steal, if it only a, exists in you one wouldn't fucking steal a, a lollipop, would you, Dan? I'd still, look, I've learned that the only way to steal a lollipop (laughs) is if that lollipop is going 90 miles an hour along a road and I have to do some sort of physics-defying bullshit to get a hold of it. (laughs) I need two cars, a rope. Yeah, I need (laughs) a bridge with a big gap in between so I can do some sort of like fucking mid-air takeover grappling What's great is everyone who's listening to this who's seen the movies you've not yet seen is so excited about how much more ridiculous it still has to get. Um, It's going to be... I mean, yeah, we've hit airplane, we've done tank, (laughs) we're going to have to have... Next one's going to have... We're going to have to have submarines because it's got to go underwater. Uh, Boat... We already had a boat. The boat blew up in the second one. There was a boat scene. Uh, space. We're going to have to go to space at some point. There'll be like a moon. It's going to be old Jason X. We're going to have fucking fights in the future. Um, my, my, here's Freddy my Krieger pitch, right? joins the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's so dreamy. But here's my, here's dreamy. my pitch. Go. Right? Here's my pitch for the, for the, 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 the final film, right? Sure. They're all doing something. They've got to, I mean, they, the yeah. first one brilliant, was like, hey, brilliant pitch. They're all doing something. Well, here's $10 I mean, honestly, million. Dollars. Thank you for uh, getting involved. Wow. In I'm going to have to make that a fucking budget. Like, <laughs> here's, here's. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? The first yeah. film was like, let's do street racing. This film was like, let's stop a global thermonuclear war that mm. America won't be able to fight off. All right? Yes. We've scaled up slightly. 
Of course. So here's my pitch for the last film. This was what Fast X and Fast Eleven. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, you're jumping. You're skipping some films. Jumping right at the end because okay. we've got to scale it up. Okay, yeah. so Mecha Rock because he gets all of his bits blown off in the previous film. Okay, and he's he's replaced them with Mecha bits. He's in uh-huh. control of the thing. Vin Diesel's vanished for some reason. He's he's not in this one film. He'll be in the next one, but he's not in the tenth one. They have to fight <laughs> against. They have um, to fight. Maybe there's like a uh, uh, who who. They, they'll bring back, like, some famous badass. They'll get, like, fucking John Wayne. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, fuck it. Just de-age him. Don't even bring him on. He's a weirdo now. Just get mm. CGI Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, and he's got a, a... He's planted a bomb in the core of the Earth. And one team's drilling to the core of the Earth. And the other team's got to enter a small localized car race to win a thing or whatever. Uh, and they got if they don't if there's like four cars and they know like the bad guys in one of them and they have to come like in the first they have to come first to win the thing that will they'll be able to then send to the people in the big hole to stop the earth blowing up but they're they're about to lose whoa and they're like oh no we're gonna lose and they they do and it's another car that's won and they don't know who's in the car and they approach the car with these black winners and the the door opens to the car right and this, yeah. is, this is the key piece of information. Tell me. Tell me. Here we go. Inside, mm-hmm. nobody. Right. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Carry well, on. Don't say that. Fuck you. No, no. Foreshadowing, <laughs> but in a way you have no idea. You think there's going to be nobody in the next movie. That is foreshadowing. Carry on. What the fuck does that... What the... What fucking Mystic Men cryptic bullshit is this? Anyway, shows. fuck it. I like no map for now. It's fine. I apologize. There's nobody in there. And yeah. they're like, oh no, who's who's what? And then they notice it's an AI self-driving car. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Carry on. And in the front, instead of an engine, mm. well, there is an engine, but in the like the middle of it, it like bubbling in the green goo is the brain of Brian <laughs> O'Connor. Oh, my God. And he's become a car. <laughs> and he is the fastest car in the world. And he helps them escape. The thing that's, that's hilarious the... is you just predicted about three plot lines uh, <laughs> from movies that you've not yet seen. And that makes me very excited. Um, I want a yes or no answer. Okay. Do they go to space at any point? Dan, we're not going to do this. We're not going to open the door. They We're going to fucking. This space. is the whole the vision I had for this podcast was that it would be <laughs> funny watching you slowly lose your sense of reality as you watch these films. That is what I pitched to you. <laughs> that is the vision we are trying to achieve here, and I need you to stick with the program because it's going to pay off. There you go. Okay, here's my. I just, I just, really I just, there. I just absolutely managed our relationship there. I just want to be very clear. This is classic business. Business relationship Fair management. Enough. I just I yeah. brought you back on track. I'm very excited. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, were they in the car that Elon launched into space? Oh. Is that is there just a shot of that that Tesla going, and then it's like you just see like Vin Diesel sits up in the seat, and all the people at SpaceX like shit. There's someone in the car, and then he like drives it to blow up a moon base. I'm just I'm just Jim from the officeing down the camera right now. <laughs> It's, uh... Excuse me, we'll get British. There. It's Tim from The Office? Uh, actually, uh, no, you're absolutely right. 
I realized the other okay. day that I, I, I spell color now without a U and I'm disgusted with myself. Oh, you sick fuck. Yeah, too much coding. That's horrible. I don't yeah. like that. No, it's, Wait, it coding was, doesn't let you have one. a U in the word color? Uh, I mean, I don't know, probably you can probably do something to allow that, but no, most 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 code <laughs> terms are American English. I hate that. I don't want to code. <laughs> All right, here's, here's my pitch for the next. Here's my pitch for Fast and Furious Twelve. Why? So, whoa, 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 whoa! You're just blowing the format out of the water. You're you're at movie twelve now. <laughs> A movie I just feel like I'm trying exist. to predict the ending. I'm trying to see where it's okay. going to go, right? Because we, yeah. I, I know it's incrementally getting to where I'm describing. <laughs> like you I said, on the ending guy, I've got to work you, out the ending and then I'll do it at the middle you of it. Work so your way back. The I understand. Yeah. I, think, I so, don't think there were any ending guys involved in the production of this movie franchise at all. <laughs> so, right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Letty, after four more bouts of amnesia, has yeah. been kidnapped. Okay. Uh, and Vin Diesel has had his car exploded. His Dodge exploded. Exploded. I think it's exploded yeah. like eighteen times, but it's exploded again. Okay. And he's like, no, that car was my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's got a, He's he's like, I need a I need a car. I need to be able to catch up. And he's like running. There's loads of crap cars. He's running past. And they're like, no, no, I'm fast enough. And he's like, okay, I'll just take the next one. I see. <laughs> are you furious comes, enough? Do you think? All. Why was this film called Furious Six? By the way, because that's not its title anywhere. It's, like it's even all on the DVD the box, but on no, the way it reveals itself, it is Furious Six. Fast Five, Furious Six, the Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's the boys, isn't it? You're thinking of the uh, okay. different franchise. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he's, he's he pulls somebody out of a car. It's like some old man. He pulls this old man out of the car and steals the car and drives off really fast. Mm. And then the old man gets up and it's Christopher Lloyd. And he goes, oh. Great Scott! And then he's driving the DeLorean, hits 88 miles an hour, goes back in time to yeah. dinosaur times, right? Because okay. it's not programmed, so it's set to the default, which is, we all know, dinosaur, dinosaur times. times. That's what, yeah, no, that's true. That's why when you, when, you, when you reset your alarm clock, it goes back to uh, dinosaur, dinosaur times. times. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what the Millennium Bug was about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Dinosaurs didn't have computers. It would have confused Windows 95 or 98 <laughs> or maybe 2000, thinking about it. Mm. But yeah, the dinosaur times. Yeah. And then he has to fight dinosaurs for a bit. See, this was really funny until yesterday I realized that they've just released a film that's like Kylo Ren fighting dinosaurs or something. So have have I mentioned on the show before that there was serious talk at one point about crossing over the Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious franchises? Oh, I can't, we talked about crossovers, but Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious, yeah. That was an actual, because Universal... The if IP's we talked about Universal, it earlier, I wouldn't have understood it. Now I understand that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, Universal, so Universal owns Jurassic Park, Fast and Furious, and Back to the Future. So this whole thing is not as ridiculous <laughs> as you might... Initially, uh, believe, but yeah, though there's again like it doesn't do Back to the Future, but you've again predicted a couple of things. That's what's brilliant is your most ridiculous theorizing. <laughs> you have predicted major plot points of almost every other movie you're about to see. That's very okay, exciting. Okay, here's my new pitch. Okay, there's a a, a a new racing team. We're gonna we're gonna strip it right back, Mike. We're gonna just call this one the Fast back. and back Furious to again. Yeah. Back to basics, right? There's a new street yeah. racing team. Okay. And they're, they're holed up somewhere in the hills of Los Angeles. Okay. And they've got Hollywood to hills. infiltrate yep. them because there's been loads of murders around there. And they think that these 
this team is suspects. They're like, we're going to go get these lads. And then they do a race against them and they all lose. (laughs) And the lads Mm. are revealed to all be women. And it's the cast of Desperate Housewives. Okay. And there, and it it just ties in with Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I love Desperate Housewives. Let's just do more Desperate Housewives. Honestly, yeah, that it would feels work. it feels like, like that's I what you came I into the room wanting. It feels like I invited you into this meeting to pitch me Fast and Furious movies, and actually you've tried to turn this into a different meeting about the Desperate Housewives. And I, uh, <laughs> as a producer, this happens to me a lot. Um, yeah, but here's my but pitch, I love right? it. I think it's original. I think it's very exciting. I'd like yes! to uh, support you. Yes. De- we'll call it Desperately Fast and Furious. Desperately Fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's perfect. No, it's perfect. I have no <laughs> I'm sold. I, uh, I will get you a second bottle of uh, 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 mineral water and we will continue yeah. this meeting. You've won me over. Where's yeah, mineral water? Me, like... Tiny little bottle of mineral water. Oh, you give about. me fucking sparkling and I walk out. Okay, right, that, that's my... where you draw the line. Okay. Here's my pitch. Here's my oh, pitch. No. We don't, if we not done this, carry on. <laughs> There's a new oh. racing team. I'm stripping it right yeah. back. Stripping it right back. Does this take place after <laughs> the one with the. That's right. It takes five, place or? in between the fourth and fifth scene <laughs> of the fourth film. <laughs> There's a new racing team out there. That's right, yeah. And they they drive these all black cars and they're driving them really fast. Yep. And they're all but they're all weird cars like hearses and things. Okay. And they drive them super fast and they thrash them and they're all like, yeah, modified hearse, big engines and stuff. Sure. And, no, that would they, totally work. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, shit, these guys are so fast. How, how are we gonna beat I, them? And they yeah. We don't know how we're going to beat how fast and fuse are, but we don't even know who they are. And then, yeah. like, one of them pulls up this, this like, hearse, big hearse with, like, big engine, and yeah. out steps. Okay. Gomez Adams, and he says, <laughs> It's about family, the oh. Adams family. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You can make jokes about having hands on the wheel, you can make mm. jokes about a lot of things. I'll be honest, a lot of your pitches feel, again, like they are not necessarily pitches for but, Fast and Furious movies, but rather other IP. Which Universal Pictures. Is it? Or is, I thought Monsters was the one they owned. No, I thought they owned Adam's Family. Pretty I sure they know. owned Adam's Family. Oh, probably. Probably. All right, so I've got a new pitch. Oh, there's this we're stripping it right back. The audience can turn this off. I can't carry on. <laughs> we're stripping it right back. I'm in it. I'm in the moment. There's there. new... Everyone else experiencing this is. is There's is a like new. They can fast forward. They can skip. But... There's a new street <laughs> racing. This game. is my reality. I'm in right now. This is. There's this is how I'm spending a Easter game. Sunday. This is how I'm spending my time. Go on. I'm gonna make some hot cross buns while you while you pitch me. Go on. A I'm new do street it. racing gang. Yeah. And they're like, we can take them. And then they go and race this new street racing game. <laughs> okay. And it's just like a kid on a bike. Right. <laughs> and they're like racing him. And halfway through the race, he flies off. And yeah. They're like eating. What's in his basket? What's in his basket, Dan? <laughs> and he goes, It's about fair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's great is I know full well you've got like the Wikipedia page of Universal owned IP open. I did. Well, I didn't know if Adam's family was on it. I opened it up. (laughs) Adam's family is. Fuck you. Oh, okay. Fair play. And now I can do. Oh, this is a great one. Right. So there's this new. (laughs) 
Is there a new racing team? There's a new racing team! There's a new racing team! What are they about? What's their, what's their thing? What's their deal, Dan? Well, it's one guy, and he's the fastest, okay. bestest racer in the world, but he drives a really sort of kind of futuristic looking car. Interesting. I, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, what kind of car? We're talking, this is interesting. It's futuristic here. I can't remember enough details about this franchise. <laughs> so, okay. Like, yeah. oh, who's this guy? And he steps out. The guy who's driving the car steps out, right? And it's yeah, Riddick. It's Riddick. Oh. <laughs> it's Riddick? Yeah. Oh, Riddick as in Chronicles of Chronicles. Riddick. Riddick. <laughs> right. <laughs> we do have access to that actor for the franchise, so that kind of works. So yeah, Vin Diesel races Vin Diesel. Yeah. No, I get uh, it. There's a new racing team! <laughs> and they drive this, like, van the show like a dog! Rule of threes in comedy is being absolutely annihilated by the rule of tens. Multiples are free! Mike, multiples are free! It works if you got the six oh, okay. You go to nine, twelve. Okay, cool. Carry on. I apologise. There's a new racing... <laughs> 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 Go for it. No, oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Okay. It's been an honor. And that was the end that... of the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> um, really great to have you here. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I do. <clears throat> I do enjoy that the Dumb and Dumber one. That would be a great crossover. That would be that would, that would be fun. So the dog shaped like a van, bored, or the van right? shaped like a dog. Picard's, Wait, Picard's kids. Picard's kids definitely a ball. Yeah, Picard's good. Fuck that noise. It's great. We all know it's great. Although I did, no, I watched he's, he's a ball. I say he's a ball. I say he's a ball. He's a ball. What do you mean he's a ball? He's not a ball. He's, he's not totally a ball. Someone a said in the last episode, with regards to him, it would be pointless to resist. Come on now. Yeah. He's a ball. He's a bloody ball. I mean, maybe the Borg, Borg when they assimilated got him, the Dominion. Yeah, they assimilated him and they were doing he's got some the, fucking... He's got the Locutus. Uh, when the Borg sleeves, picked up Locutus, they weird. saw his blibbity blob mm-hmm. syndrome and they were like, oh, we can Ooh. do something with this. Yep. And they planted a bioweapon in Picard, mm-hmm. which will only work in the next generation. Uh, oh hello! Pass it a on. legacy, a legacy, if you a will. A legacy, yeah, to his yeah. prodigy. Oh, he will make a discovery <laughs> in his and, new space nine, and go on a voyager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he gets terrible. a brand new car. Yeah, it's a Ford GT, oh, the original series. It, does he? Does he start? <laughs> does he start a new racing gang? Does he, Dan? <laughs> That was about no. I was about. I went. I'll go for the original series gag instead of a uh, instead of a. Th- but he does go to LA. <laughs> oh, 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 I love it. <laughs> put my fate up. I put enough into this podcast. Clearly, this no. Is... I don't. I don't think anyone in the audience is surprised by that information, man. I, think, I don't uh, think there's anyone left in the audience. I'll be I don't think there is. Well, I told you, I told you, people come up to me now and, and when I talk about this podcast, I'm like, really? 
Okay. And somebody came up to me recently when I was out and about, and they said, do you do videos with Ashens? <laughs> and that was it. And then... <laughs> and you were like, no. I went, I yeah, I do. That's me. Although he did recognise <laughs> me, I'm currently in disguise. How so? Because I've cut all my hair off, and now I have a moustache. I'm going for the moustache vibe. Oh, okay, okay. We're must... doing a kind of uh, Gen Z... No, Ned Flanders. No, it's Ned look. Flanders. I'm Ned Flanders, mate. That's I the just, Gen Z I... look, though. A lot of Gen Zers with moustaches. A lot of Gen Zers with moustaches now. That's the thing. Yeah, but, but they don't wear sort of a, a shirt with a jumper over the top in a very Ned Flanders way. <laughs> Carry the like Bible. I do. I, yeah. I did look at myself You're and I cosplay. went... cosplay. Jesus fucking... I don't even think I'm in cosplay. I think this is who I am. I just yeah. feel like, you know... <laughs> I've given up. I've definitely grown the beard and disheveled hair of every game design mentor in their fifties that I had when I first started. Like I'm, <laughs> I am definitely turning into those guys. I can't seem to stop it. It's inevitable. Some things are inevitable, <clears throat> you know. Mm -hmm. Everyone, all game developers look like Tim Schafer by the end. That's the rule. <laughs> Jesus. They do. I, don't, I think. I mean, it literally was a hashtag about how varied uh, game designers are in appearance nowadays, Dan. I, uh, I think Ooh, you're a, hashtag. a little behind Ooh. the times. Don't you're a little behind me. the times there, Dan. I might, I might get behind the times. You're still on fucking Twitter, Mike. <laughs> Touche. Fair play. That's like going to an old club that you used to go to when you were a fucking kid. Oh, but it has since been knocked is. down and it's now a hotel and you're just hanging out yes. at a hotel bar and the guy behind oh, the jump is a so wanker. Right. You're so right. That's the best description of uh, Twitter in its current state that I've heard. 100%. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> you have some sort of crisis I'm, or you're hot buns, buddy. I'm, 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 I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to go for it. Being an old man. I like being an old man. No, I've, I've hit yeah. 35. Like, Mid-30s now, I might as well give up. Yeah, you know, that's well, my thinking. I've, I've got into the whole... I've always been a bit of a scruff. I like being a bit of a scruff because otherwise I'd have to put effort oh, in. You can't get things. away with it though. You can't get away with it. And you as you as you go through the tail end of your thirties, suddenly you're gonna notice that a bit of scruff is now like <laughs> much, much worse. I mean I'm like more of a crime. I'm, you're you're I'm, I'm happy it. to yeah, no, I'm I, I wanna look like one of those people you'd cross to the street to avoid. That's right. what I'm yeah. That's what I'm gonna look like. That's my plan. <laughs> That's I want to look like if you put a billboard that said the end is nigh around me, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see a difference. <laughs> no, I'd be shocked. No, yeah. I'd be bothered. No, I'd be like, yeah, you no, go, oh, yeah. Like, that makes sense. That makes sense, thank you. And if I didn't have that on, people would be like, that dude's dropped his sign. <laughs> you know why he dropped his sign? Because the end was nigh. Nice. I fucking racers. on with the sign. Yeah. What? And you're going oh, races. Races. Why would they make him drop a sign? Come on! Because they drive fast really fast. I'm furious. Yeah, but they got it's it's over the fucking thing. If it if anything, it'll take him with them. It'll be like a propeller spinning behind them in their wake. <laughs> it'll be like one of those helicopter things. That's why you work on the endings, the work on the endings Dan. You start you, you stick the landing. Yeah, oh, unlike this is this is plain. even more off piece than we normally are. Yeah, well, sometimes you've got to go off piste, didn't you? Look at um, Schumacher. <laughs> no, that's a bad example. <laughs> Jesus. He started a racing gag, I heard. <laughs> Look at Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, there's somebody who we could... She, 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 got, she, got, she got 
uh, like exonerated, right? She wasn't. She didn't do that. Absolutely no fucking clue. If I, <laughs> my eyes gloss over when I read the news these days, otherwise I'd have to look at Rishi Shunak or Keir Starmer's face. Oh, I'd rather slowly press my face into cement and feel it hard and yeah. sucking away my ability to breathe. Well, in a few weeks, when I'm able to have political opinions again, we can have a conversation. About <laughs> that. <laughs> oh yeah get my gun changed next week i'm so excited for that oh. <laughs> you absolutely do give... <laughs> <laughs> i got my hot cross buns now i'm happy oh good good crunchy hot i don't understand oh. they're nice buns they're just nice spiced cinnamon buns mm-hmm. you don't want them hot i don't oh toast them with a bit of butter jesus christ or like that's all I've heard. That's the reason you do it. Of all the days to blaspheme, <laughs> Easter Sunday. Oh well. Oh, this is the day that Jesus did a thing. Is right? it that he he he's crucified on the Sunday, right? No, it's three days and he gets back up in it. It's Good Friday, dead. Good Friday, Sunday, the back up. But I just want to point out that's only one so day. Monday, that's then? only the Saturday. So what's the Monday then? No, the Monday is when he. he... No, he's buried on the Sunday. No, Sunday he comes back and he's like, oh, and Monday is when he goes, oi, Thomas, you come. You've all fucking, yeah, you've had a, you had a, I heard you had a pop at me. Judas, you've been a right little Judas, you have. You know, and then, 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 yeah, yeah, Thomas doubting Thomas. That's a coincidence, isn't it? Judas will call Judas. Yeah. Mm. It's like you would have thought when those Greeks got that wooden horse. (laughs) They would have known the saying, wouldn't they? They would have. They would have. Big double bluff, that. <laughs> yeah. But you know why they uh, let that horse in, right? It's because that horse was part of this new race. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it, Mike. That's how you get That's it back. So this is, I don't, I'm not as funny as you, Dad. I, uh, I focus more on uh, dark, moody, broody, power, dynamic sci-fi. Um, and therefore just missed out on this whole comedy timing thing that you've got going on. <laughs> Oh, well. oh, so uh, is that what your game's about? Is it moody? Is it broody? Is it is Tron? Do you get? Do you use I the word? I would say identity is a moody broody Tron. I think that's that's quite good actually. Ooh, I should use that. Moody, moody, broody, I like broody. that. Moody broody Tron. <laughs> Put it on the box. There you go. There's a quote. There you go. Moody broody Tron. Mm. That just that just sounds like Transformers have run out of ideas. <laughs> moody broody Tron. <laughs> that's Michael, Michael Bay doing the Transformers. I don't think trans. I don't think Michael Bay's Transformers was moody or tr- or uh, broody. I bet that's just sort um, of name he'd pick, wasn't it? it was, yeah, we don't mm, like the name Octa Squats or whatever they're called. Tron. Moody Broody Tron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, I oh, so oh shit! I've got to fill you in, Mike. I've got to fill you in because last week we spoke about the wrestler Cody Rhodes. We did. And we, we did. Spoke this about is the blonde Carol... chap who looked a bit like um, what's his name? A lot like Homelander. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And his whole thing was he he made his own company that's now mm. rivaling WWE, and then he went back to WWE. And last this last weekend was WrestleMania, two night pay per view, eight hours pause, of wrestling. Pause, pause, down, pause, down. Pause. Uh, make a note. Make a note for Matt. Uh, I'm going to eat my hot cross buns now while you talk for the next five minutes. If he could just cut out my audio so that no one has to listen to my crunching, that'd be great. Cool. Carry on, 52 mins. Keep Mike chewing. 
In. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Oh, no. I'm oh, keeping God. that in. I'm keeping that in. Carry on. Be away well, from the well, mic, bitch. Listener, I need, I need the listener to know that I did what I could. Carry on, Dan. <laughs> tell me about the wrestler. I'm going to tell you about the wrestler. So I said that I'm staying up because he was the main event of night two. And I'm staying mm-hmm. up because I want to see him win it. Because I've watched this career of this guy for so long. He's made my favorite wrestling promotion. You know, he's been there. I've, mm-hmm. I, I think he's a weirdo, but in a good way. I like a good weirdo. And I'm there to watch him basically, you know, take this. I mean, the guy who owns the, the belt at the moment, Roman Reigns, uh, it was mm-hmm. 945 days he's had the belt for. Not great for storytelling, in my opinion. Having one guy and one the belt for that long kind of mm-hmm. stales up a bit. Um, but, I, you know, this is the first time I've watched WWE in about two, three years. And I was, I was very excited. Um, anyway, he lost. <laughs> he lost. I stayed up till six in the fucking morning and the cunt lost. Why didn't he fucking went and lost? It's the most bullshit the fucking crowd were like. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen a reaction of nothing. It's one of the most spectacular no reactions I've ever seen in my entire life. The crowd just went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it, it was, it was, you know, you know, when it's when someone says to you when you're young, like, oh, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. It was that, mm. but like 80,000 people thinking that at the same time. <laughs> and it was a glorious moment of shit. Mm. Oh, dear. Anyway, Vince McMahon's back and he's running it or something. And I, I just cancelled my subscription thing. £10 for two nights entertainment. Not bad, actually. Was he not in charge before? Was he away for a bit? Uh, well, it turns out he had loads of uh, dodgy uh, paying people off for sex and stuff like that, so he had to leave. Oh. Uh, and it, yeah, and he went away, and then he just decided to forgive himself and come back. Uh, sold the company from underneath uh, everyone's noses, kicked out a load of the board directors, and is now basically sort of running the show a little bit again, mm. which is good. Meanwhile, AW the wrestling, the wrestling, which is the one I like, have just announced their first ever UK date. They're doing, okay. Mike, get this. They're doing Wembley Ready. Stadium. Hmm. Wembley Stadium. For Are what you I would go? describe as... Oh, I'm not going to fucking be there, Mike. I'm just slightly concerned that they're going to try and fit Wembley Stadium because that's a really big stadium. And uh, I'm not entirely sure that many people in the country know about EW. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> it. So I'll be able to get seats without panicking that Ticketmaster's a load of shit, so I'm not too concerned. I recommend it, Mike. You might get into it. It's a good way to spend several hours just standing and, well, sitting, watching people eat each other from far away. It's like just being in London regularly, actually, to be perfectly honest. Just, it reminds me of back being living in a Canary Wharf. <laughs> I just watch, you know. Would you, would, you genu- would you genuinely, would you, have you been to wrestling matches, like, in person? Would you enjoy that experience, One. do you think, or? I, One. I, it was before I watched it on the telly. Uh, it was in uh, when I was living in Canary Wharf. It was at the O2, which is like a train stop away, and it was mm. like the next day. And tickets were like four or five pounds. And I went, "Fuck it, night out in it. I'll go by myself. I'll have a good time. I'll see what it's like." I have now been watching wrestling for ten years. I fell in love completely. It's such a good show. It's such an incredible energy, and uh, and it was just the O2, ten thousand. This is like ninety thousand fucking seater. This is going to be off the chain. I would mm-hmm. genuinely recommend it. Just as just as a curiosity of all things, because it is a very weird fucking thing. I I might do it at some point because I I'm not a football guy, but I was I went through 
<laughs> I went through a stage where uh, major companies were trying to win me over. So I got invited to a lot of very nice football matches. And I did <laughs> really enjoy it. Like I went to like the, the final of the Champions League. I went to a Man U match. I just like really genuinely enjoyed like watching football in the stadium much more than I ever enjoyed it like on TV. There's something about the the being there, yeah. right? So I, yeah, I definitely give wrestling a go for sure. No, yeah. I must I must admit I've been to a few matches. <laughs> been to a lot of South End United matches up the blues, whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> um I don't know. I was when I was when I was a kid the school would basically give away. So it was good. It was good. We were we would make a day of it. Um, I went to rugby. I saw rugby at Twickenham. Very different experience because of football. I didn't really like it because it's like two halves of, an, of like a little stadium. I mean, it's Roots Hall, which is in South End. It, well, actually, I don't think they're in Roots Hall anymore. Um, but anyway, it's about it's an eight seater basically. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of people, hmm. but basically half of them were going. We're singing songs a bit drunk, and the others were doing the same. But they also wanted to kill us, and that I felt was a bit of. Uh, it was. It wasn't great. I didn't like the vibe of a football match. I went to a few, and they were very angry, Larry. I went to a rugby match, and afterwards, basically, both teams get together and go, "You are. We fucking suck. Yeah, you fucking did." And it's. It's got a very nice. Uh, rug, rugby is the sport of gentlemen. I have found, and that is something that I find to be. That's uh, definitely not been my experience. <laughs> really? Working work pubs in Wales, yeah. Oh, Wales. Well, I ain't talking about fucking Wales, mate. <laughs> fucking, they're fucking monsters over there. <laughs> Welsh rugby, fuck, they got guns. They got fucking... My family's big into rugby. That's. Uh, I was at Centre Parks when England won the World Cup. I wasn't watching, but there was a big thingy on and I was in the play area and it kept making me jump and all the adults were going, Ray! I didn't like it. Um, but no, I really, I do enjoy the, uh, I did enjoy the thingy, but for events inside arenas, my number one was, of course, Robot Wars. But my number two, wrestling. Because <coughs> wrestling mm. is... There's none of that team. Because as the matches go on, you, the people around you are going to start rooting for different people and enjoying different things. So yeah. the energy is just kind of excitement about the event. It's not waves of... It's not, yeah, us versus them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that <clears throat> energy is is... When it's when it's hot, it's there's nothing like it. I genuinely, I genuinely, I've said so many times, but I genuinely believe that wrestling, when it is good, is the best storytelling because mm. it's it's theatre in front of a stadium full of people who are invested and have been for a long time, and that's it's it's like football, but you actually get stories and you know people hitting each other with chairs, which is the best <laughs> bit. That is good. Oh. <laughs> And yeah, no, I would. I genuinely recommend it. If you go, it'll be the first time we meet. <laughs> it'll be a great first place to be. That is weird that we've not met in person. We've known each other for far too long at this point. Far too long. But maybe I'm not far real. Maybe I'm just an AI in a car. I've suspected a... as much for a long time. I'm Delamain from Cyberpunk. Remember Cyberpunk? That was a game, wasn't it? That was a game. I've, I've, I've only played a little bit of Cyberpunk. I didn't get very far in it. I need to go back to I... that. That's one of those games, right? I look, I walk around the world. I, I, my character wakes up. I put, I choose what I'm wearing for the day. I get in a car. I go to a shop and buy like a drink. I go and sit. I watch the people, and I'm like, <clears throat> this game's fucking shit. But this fucking world is spectacular. <laughs> just, just take, take the game out and build something else in that world because it is legitimately, like that city is just mind blowing. 
Like yeah. the fact that that exists, it's for me. It was it's kind of worth the money. Like it's a broken piece of shit. Yes, uh, I've got a I've got a modded version that I play, which has got like literally hundreds of mods in, and that makes it a passable game, but a fucking brilliantly immersive sim. So yeah, you could mod. Yeah, there's this because I mean modding used to be difficult. Remember when modding was difficult, Mike? Do you remember those days? I do. I've not tried doing it since it was difficult. Has it gotten? Uh, the, how's that? How's it gotten? How's it? How? How has it? How has it gotten simpler? I can't. Here's all right. So here's how I installed a shit ton of mods into Cyberpunk 2077. I went onto Nexus Mods and I downloaded the Vortex, which is their little app thing that they have, their little program. Mm-hmm. I then I have a subscription to Nexus Mods because they pass some of that money onto the people who make the mods. I like supporting modders; they're cool people. Uh, I clicked on the button. Mark, basically, someone made a collection of mods and they test it to make sure nothing really conflicts. And there's one called Welcome to Night City. And I clicked on Welcome to Night City and I went yes, please. And then it did everything for me. And then I could play a game with literally hundreds of mods installed. That's clever. And that is modding in this day and age. In the mod which day. is it is so I mod my Steam Deck, man. It's so fucking easy. I remember, like, I remember the. I think the game I did the most modding stuff with back in the day would have been like, yeah, last time I did it was like the original Deus Ex and Half Life. Like I was modding those. <laughs> like that's that's I, how yeah. out of touch I am with the modding now. Like I've not done it in years. I remember installing levels onto Half Life's multiplayer, then playing it with LAN. Between yeah. my, because like my dad had two computers, because he was a network engineer for Microsoft. I mean, he wasn't. He just got the degree in it. Um, <laughs> he got. Mm-hmm. He was a certified network engineer, but he was also sort of, you know, in his late forties, early fifties. I actually don't know how old he would have been. Fifty he would have been in his fifties. Um, and so nobody would hire him because uh, we had a real big age issue in the uh, industry back then. So, uh, yeah, my dad's had all this fucking skill talent. Nobody wanted it. But it did mean that I had two computers that were land up so we could play loads of land games. It was great fun. And, yeah, we'd install so many levels and shit, but it was always a fucking fight to get them working. Yeah. Oh. And now you click a button and then you've got, like, you walk around. You like you, you, The thing is, like, you walk around with, like, Cyberpunk and so many things are different. You're like, was that always? Was that? Did I remember that? I don't and then you go around a corner, there's just like a completely naked NPC goes past. You're like, oh, fuck, something's got through. Something's got through. <laughs> Turn the mods off. Turn the mods off. Turn it off. Go get a list. The one thing we didn't want to happen. All right, Brass Eye, steady. <laughs> Turn it off. They oh, should yeah, all that is, be that is a Brass Eye joke I just stole there. That's, that's, you did. That's all. From Pedo Geddon. What a wonderful episode of television Pedo Geddon was. <laughs> a wonderful banned and pulled off the air while it was still airing i think episode of <clears throat> such a banned episode that even on the dvd it's just called special that's how mm. fucking banned tv is one of my favorite things like tv that vanishes having copies of that i'm like ah fuck you the system <laughs> like do you ever do you ever watch um Penn and teller's bullshit i did i have watched that um, that was a fun, very skeptic-y show that also yeah. had its own bullshit of its own. Um, but there was an They are wonderful. I mean, the only problem is that they did one episode on the Vatican, and that aired mm. once, and then kind of stopped existing. Really? Uh, it hit a little too close to home for a lot of things that we still talk about to this fucking day. Uh, which was, mm. um, yeah... 
was, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed that show. It was a good. I love Penn and Teller. They're wonderful. They're good guys. I um I got they uh, Penn Gillette, uh invited me to go and see their show in Vegas, which was very nice of him. So I got to see that. Yeah. That was nice. And you went and wait, how did why did Penn Gillette invite you? Because he like he's a Thomas Malone fan, apparently. What <laughs> the, the weird, absolute the weird fuck. things you realize is that yeah, well, it turns out you know bit of a fan of the game. So yeah, he was lovely. What the absolute fuck. <laughs> I yeah right fuck it yeah <laughs> I'm sure. sorry yeah I I I've kept my name dropping to a minimum this episode I like um, the name I dropping apologies. I always apologies. like name dropping I like knowing I'm working with somebody who's you know it's worth it when I'm doing one stuff with Matt and John I'm like you guys you can't even name <laughs> you're drop. useless to me you're useless yeah. to me you don't know anyone yeah no what's your most That's interesting really story John oh, about people. tell me really about the fucking person people, you yeah. thought looked like a Radio Four presenter when it wasn't. It was just an old man buying linen shirts with you. Tell me that again, John. Let's fill some fucking air with that. <laughs> is that show as good as I feel as I always wanted it to be? Is it like properly this It's really good. You should definitely go to the Vegas show at some point. If you ever find you don't see you don't strike me as someone who would find themselves in Vegas very often. Is that a reasonable assumption for me, mate? I mean, I'd like to go. Vegas is one of those places I would legitimately like to go because I just want to see kind of I just wanted to see Vegas. Because it's like, it's for me, that's weird. like... It's a yeah, very it's weird like, place. It's like peak America for me. When I think it of is, like it's maximum 100% America... It's 100% peak America. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's um, just I fake go, versions of other places. Let's go Vegas together. Let's go to Vegas together. I want to take you to Vegas. Yes! That was something I... For a few years, that's what I did, was this, there's a games there's a game conference there called Dice um, every year. And I would basically, every year find like three or four other game developers and just literally walk through all the casinos in Vegas for like yes. eight hours or so. And it was just the best time. Just Yeah. The people Take watching in Vegas. Amazing. Road totally. show. We could do a road show. Do the podcast on the road show. Yeah, Let's we'll get a little car, of films. around. Yeah. Oceans yeah. films. We'll watch the three Oceans films and do like a two-week <laughs> bender. We can't, you know, we can't just hang out because we like each other. We don't have no! to No! Content! Feed the machine, Michael! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Everything is content. My whole life. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about Star Trek at all? I don't know. Oh, it's good. Who gives a fuck? It's I mean, I watched it straight off the Moonfall, so I kind of got such whiplash from it. I don't even know if it was good or not. But it's it good. I think they're they're definitely throwing a lot of things at the wall, but um, it just Look, honestly the. The character writing just consistently... Well, it's consistent. Look, like, that's the, everyone that's sat around a conference table and it was just a <laughs> TNG cast and I went, done. That's all I wanted. Yeah. We're done now. We're enough. done here. Fuck it up. I don't care anymore. You've given <laughs> me what I wanted. You gave yeah. me the conference room scene. Somehow you bought Data back for a third time. You even mentioned that his other one blew up. and was like, yeah, that version's dead and is resting nicely, but I'm a different Data, but I'm still Data. And I'm, I'm different. I've got jokes and things now and fuck it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's get, kill off law. Fuck it. Let's kill them all off. But don't kill off any of the TNG cast. Please don't kill off any of the TNG cast. Except Worf. Worf's definitely going to die. Like That's kind of Worf's thing, isn't it? Do you reckon Fine, so? I, we, we, we were a little bit worried for uh, Geordie uh, based on the last episode. Geordie Shaw think... has concluded all of his storylines with every other character in the show. Jordy has concluded all of his storylines with every character in the show. However, 
there's there's a few loose hanging bits that Geordie is useful for. Um, I, I think he's more of an ongoing thing. I think he's not concluded stuff. I think it's a he's got to learn to let his kids go, but it's more of a something he's got to be active about, not just okay. saying it. Yeah. Um, not feeling good I, about him. Not feeling good for old Geordie. I mean, I just like that this series is not an incel. Like, that's all I wanted. That's that's, yeah, he's evolved. Me. He's evolved. He has evolved. Bless him. He's evolved from like when he met that woman and was like, "I've had a wank over a hologram of you." And she went, "What the fuck?" Don't they canonically end up together? Isn't that his? Isn't that the mother of the kids we've seen? Blair I Brown. don't think we've mentioned. I'm sure in not to all. get not not to get too nerdy here, but is it not in um, all good things? Don't they? Doesn't he refer? Doesn't Picard refer to his wife Leia? Or Leah, sorry. I, he might do, but maybe he just married a hologram in that version. <laughs> No, no, because he's got well, the kids. The kids have the same name. They, no, they have well, he's the got the names. Name. Maybe he always wanted to call the kids those names. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You see that coming, did you? No, you're. But that makes sense. Like those were always his names. He wanted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I believe they never say Leah Brahms. I believe they just said Leah. So it could just be a Leah. There's a lot of believes here. <laughs> but mm. I don't think in Picard they've said what he uh, who he was married to. No, that's not been said in this. So no, we can't. We cannot. That was an alternate future. That was a possible future. So we cannot accept it as canon. You're absolutely right. I've overstepped. I've overstepped with my with my. Also, I think yeah. he's going to end up marrying Data in the final episode. <laughs> that would be lovely. I'd be up for that. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, just Yeah. I did. How did we feel yeah. about Data's um, uh, ruining law with kindness? Perfect thing. Yeah, I thought so. It's the I end really of their character it. arc, isn't it? It's the end of both of their their arcs, their conclusions. Is like Data going, yeah, acceptance. This is me, and yeah. he's like, I'm going to keep these because I keep trophies and stuff. He's like, Okay, so you're going to keep me around, and now I win something, something. Yeah. And now I win a little bit of something, something. Now I win there, but it's a. Uh, I. It's kind it of. It could have been you know, clearer. Yeah, I think they could have. There's something about the way it was written I didn't completely click, but I, I yeah, no, I loved it. I was an idea. I thought it was really strong. Um, yeah. I, I think that works. And um, I'm looking forward. To, oh, the other thing I noticed in this episode is the 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 talking head that's commanding yes. uh, our antagonist. Uh, 100% Borg voice. Uh-huh. 100% like seven voices talking at the same time, which could be the great link. But it's not. It's the Borg. Okay. The internet the thinks that like the, uh, the friends gone. now or something. The Borg, it's yes. So the Borg. Plot of the I last think, series. I think the Borg. Well, they've been they've been um, unassimilated, haven't they? Like the Borg doesn't really exist. It's a it's a like refugees um, from the Borg. But this, I think, this I believe is like a resurgence, reemergence of the Borg. The uh, the other internet theory is Par Wraiths, which I hadn't considered with the red eyes. I've, I've mentioned Par Wraiths a thousand times. I wasn't listening saying... to you. <laughs> I was, I I was too overwhelmed. We're doing wormhole aliens of the par race. That's what we're doing. They just they never finish their is job. That, is, that, is, is that where you are? You're, par, you're Mr. Par Race. I'm team, I'm team Fire and Brimstone, Par Race. Get a glimpse of Cisco, even maybe. 
Uh, you know, we've got Kira's earring knocking about the place. Hmm. We've got, uh, you know, pirates, isn't it? And then O'Brien shows up and someone just punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, here's... So, right. What's your yeah. most outlandish, definitely not, but you'd <clears throat> love it to be theory? If it was behind that door, who is the person we're le- least likely to see? Least likely to see. As the main villain of this series. And you know, what's your what's your old reference? My old reference. What's your old reference? I always thought the Herogen were interesting. I don't think they were in, I think the I think the Herogen as an idea was better than the execution. Um, interesting. But uh, no, nothing makes sense. The only the only ones that make sense are Parade, Borg, or um, it's just the Dominion. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't think of a, go on, g- give me yours. I can't, I can't, I have to, my problem is I have to justify it in my brain. It can't just be like, and behind the door is the, the, the aliens Mike wants to see. Okay, so. We're doing Wrath of Khan. We're doing Wrath of Khan all series. Basically. Yep. It won't be Khan, I'm saying it's not going to be Khan, right? But behind that door... We got somebody who has decided that Khan was right and is emulating him the best way he can. Okay. So we've got a character who's gone, Khan was right. I'm gonna be base you know, when you get like murderers that serial killers that copy Copycat. Copycat killers, that's the one, yeah. yeah. It's a copycat Khan. And it's going copycat to be Khan. Yeah. Dr. Julian Bashir. Here's my pitch. We know he is. A, we know he's, he's been oppressed because of his genetic engineering. He's a genetically engineered person. Ties in with Khan. If anyone's going to fuck with Picard's brain or put something in a child who who may have delivered the baby, it's Julian Bashir could do that thing. He could be manipulating all of this from behind the <laughs> scenes. I prefer. I prefer Book Bashir because he's currently comatose. I prefer Book Bashir's. He's currently arc. comatose. Book Bashir is, is, or at least when I last checked it, checked it, he was comatose in Garrick's looking after him. Um, oh. <laughs> I've, I've got to see Garrick. We've got to see the Cardis. A little bit of Cardi action. We've got the fucking Dominion War going off. We've had fucking talk of fucking everything. Bajorans have been in play. They shot bald Vulcan lady. Oh, Vanek's dead. <laughs> I forgot about that. That, yes, yeah. Opening that was up a the old performance. That was a brilliant kind of scenery chewing. So um, wonderful. I, I I wish Star Trek would get over Khan. But yeah. if we've got to have Khan, this is fine. Yeah. It's the problem when you're in like a future thingy where everyone's gotta be super smart. <clears throat> you know, because yeah. you're dealing with the super smartest people, you need a super smarty person, so you need someone who can manipulate and twist and plot and plan. Well, which is why I like Lower Decks, because they've gone, yeah, it was the idiots. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the idiots did a thing and blew stuff up, and the idiots. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a delightful... Yeah. I like doing the idiots. But no, you, you sort of, you get... It's like the problem with Sherlock had, where it was like, Chuck is the smartest person in the world. And it's like, well, here's a random taxi driver, and then here's another... And it just kept getting smarter and smarter until it's like, here's Moriarty, he's the best in the world, and he's killed himself. All right, now you've got a guy who's a genius... 
who is super genius and Shark just shoots him in the face. And then you've got, ah, oh, supreme ultra gods. Ah, oh, sister, secret sister. And it just became <coughs> fucking... Yeah, at least we don't got that far yet. Can we talk about how cleverly they did the Moriarty thing just for the trailer so that people would assume be overstuffed with silly ideas? And it's one shot. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Good on the guy who played played Moriarty to come back, do that, and kind of throw people off. I love that. Yeah. A a one shot that brings people back is for the absolute Trek reference. Basically, I think they needed something like that to make me go, oh, wait, they've actually seen Star Trek. Mm. Like that's the that's the the key. It's like oh, you've actually you you know this guy, right? You've seen oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, I like because before, I mean, I don't think they've actually seen an episode with Q <laughs> at all. I'm still annoyed about Q. I think they did they did Q wrong. Well, dead Q, absolutely dead. Finish Q. Uh... Yep. Until he isn't. Maybe, but like, maybe yeah. it's Q. Just bring back Q. What if it's Wesley? It's just the. It's about family. But it's Wesley <laughs> doing a talk show about the show. It's it's Will Wheaton. It's actually Will Wheaton behind the yeah behind the door. So Wesley in the last series. That's the Borg, mate. It's the Borg. It's the Borg. It's the Borg. It's gonna the red the door's gonna open. It's gonna be completely black darkness. We all those Fire. first, all those first first contact kind of music cues. Going to be complete darkness behind the red door, and you're just going to see the red lasers switch on and glow out of it. Calling okay, it so have you not finished Prodigy yet? Uh, I've not. No, I'm not actually that far into Prodigy yet. I do love it, but I need to yeah, I can tell. I can oh. tell. Is, is, have I have I stumbled on something there? Well. We've had a, a more abstract take on the Borg in Prodigy because Prodigy's b- oh, okay. ballsy enough to give us the Borg. Um, okay, oh, that's cool. There a was a Borg. Show. There's a kids show Borg episode where they're like, "Hey, what's this thing we found?" And it's literally, I mean, I don't know who wrote Prodigy, but they definitely listened to me because I pitched this idea as my season finale. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. They definitely listen to me, because I pitched this whole <laughs> show. show. I, I've yeah, got a podcast. I've dug it out, and I literally described Prodigy quite accurately. But the, my season finale was the kind of, they're like, hey, we got a new ship coming. We don't know what it is, and it's just a Borg cube. And they're like, huh, what's that? And then series ends. But they, no, they have, they literally have that moment, and they're like, hey, it's a Borg cube. Um, but the episode is kind of about uh, because you've got the character of I can't remember the names who is a cloud of collective cloud thing um, in the robot suit who looks a bit like the one from Portal in Prodigy. What's I the, can't remember off the meds. Yeah, they do. It's the it's the one of the one of the bridge crew. No, no, I, I can't remember the name. Can't remember the name. Yeah, well, um, but they're a collective. They're like a, a multiple conscious thing. They're like a weird. Yeah. You if you look at them, you go crazy kind of vibe. But yeah, the yeah, Borg yeah. try and assimilate them. And it's kind of about how a collective meets another collective. And we see a more abstract take on a Borg assimilation that is the reason that I'm not saying Borg. Okay. Because okay. I, I, I think with... I mean, Star Trek doesn't seem to have the best communication between things. But if they're already got like, no, we've been animating for two years, Borg, you can't do that. I think there will be a thing like that. So that's what's pushing me away from the Borg, because I think it would have to be very similar to what we're seeing now. 
However, it might just be like Eutus and the Borg and fuck it. What if it's the people from the inner light? They actually survived. He didn't come back to save them, but it was like he just completely misunderstood. Like it was really recent that. <laughs> this is their revenge. Yeah. Just a fun. Wait, they did do that though, didn't they? Wasn't there like a part two? Like where one of the characters is alive? Ah, uh, yo, that's too that's too deep a cut for me. Isn't there like a sequel to the Inner Light where one of the characters from the Inner Light is alive? Is that right? I'm pretty sure now. Like that is a thing. It's been a while since my last next gen rewatch. I'm I might be forgetting that. I wonder if that is I'm gonna fucking Google that, because that, that just yeah. sounds like some stupid bullshit I've come up with. But also Star Trek. I believe you though. Yeah, I remember yeah. It was an episode I hadn't seen before and I put it on, I was like What's the fucking I swear there was a sequel to it or something. Was it I swear I've read a sequel thing. It's it's fucking awful. I remember it being awful. It might be a comic now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, yes. that oh, feels no, like a comic yeah, no. plot. It's a graphic novel called The Outer Light. Oh, yeah. I saw they did there. Yeah. I uh it was it was kind of crap. <laughs> it feels it feels like an ancillary media pitch for sure of like yeah, hey, I was, I was take like, this interesting thread and do something with it, yeah. Yeah, the big big finisher, you know, like taking Han yeah. and... <laughs> and blowing him up. I mean, I could just play the audio off my phone into the microphone because I'm not going to get Matt to do that. You know, and people will hear that I got excited, but I like people to just imagine. They don't need to know. They don't need to know the things that I say and send to you, Mike. <laughs> but you want me to fucking tell them about the thing you're going to send to me as soon as this podcast's over. I'm going to text you now. I've got it in my WhatsApp all ready to go. I'm going to send it over. Oh my God. Wait, it's, it's, gonna, it's just a yeah. link to the Steam page. I have to buy it? You want me to... it. There you go. You, you want me to buy it? Embargo. Oh, okay. What's that? Oh, the money's in the usual account. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, your rates haven't changed, right? They've not gone up with inflation. No. <laughs> They've no. just gone down, Mike. They've just gone down, down, oh. down. I I don't understand how you can love video games and then do like I do for money. Like it, like you for, mean like, in terms of person. like taking taking like influencer cash or whatever? Yeah, I don't I don't get that. I think as long as you're straightforward with the audience, I don't see the harm necessarily. Like no, but like from from my perspective, like I'm literally I just want to show people cool games. Like that's all I want to do. It's all I've ever wanted to do since I was a little child. I literally have yeah. footage of me like like three or four years old playing a game with a group of people watching me and kind of talking about it. Like this is my fucking DNA, Mike. This is who I am. Um, mm-hmm. and I just yeah, I just um, I can't put that code in yet. I'm really gutted because uh, the the download will kill my shit internet. But I just, I never, whenever people are like, oh yeah, no, I got paid loads for that game. And I was like, did it for free. Because then, because because then, then I get the best defense. Because when I, when I play something that I like that nobody else does, your Battlefield 2042s or your mm-hmm. fucking Saints Row reboot. I fucking love those games. And I'm like, I fucking love this game. And in the comments, I was like, clearly you were paid for this. And then the fucking wrath, the reign of fury from people who know me are like, actually... Hmm. He's never taken a penny in his life, and I like that. I like that I've got that sort of fan base who will go, nah. Yeah. 
That's bullshit, mate. Just, I see. I see it work both it. ways. I, I respect your approach, but I also I definitely have mates who who do oh, very openly with the audience. Do the kind of uh, it's good to pay the bills as well. well. Like, yeah. I'm only doing this because I can afford to. Like, I I was. It's about what your like, objectives are. Yeah, like your yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's 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 about the scale you want to go to, how many people you have. It's all. It's, there's lots of factors, right? Yeah. On that note, I am now officially yeah. more popular on TikTok than YouTube. Huh. Took me a week. A week, and now my, my Not the uh, bragging. YouTube... Not the bragging. We're still podcasting, by the way. Are we still podcasting? We... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still podcasting. Okay, that's cool. YouTube yeah. video. YouTube. I did, I'm doing a new thing where I'm doing those short videos. Yeah. Fucking got about 100K on the TikTok, about 26,000 on YouTube. And that's, that's really cool. 2.5 million subscribers versus 3,000. And the 3,000 is the one that got the more views. And you just go, what the fuck? <laughs> so does it, just to ask the blunt question, is it is it like advertising support? Do you get like, no money you monetize TikTok. on TikTok? Or, nope. say again? No money on TikTok at all. Not a penny. So uh, if you, you want to monetize, you have to point subs. them somewhere else. Yeah. You have to have 10,000 subs. I think there's a bit of advertising when you get 10,000 subs. But um, I don't know. I, I don't handle any of that shit. But YouTube, we got no adverts on YouTube. I can't stand YouTube adverts. So they're all off of my videos and they always have been. Well, so you're, been you're for many years Patreon now. supporting more than anything. Yes, Patreon, baby. That's yeah. what we, uh, so we roll. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's yeah. a nice straightforward transaction. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do this thing for free. People are like, I like you doing that thing for free. Here's some money so you can. Yeah. And that no, works. And that has kept it going. I'm not going to, you know, own a Lamborghini, but I might own a, you know, Hot toy of Captain America. Got my eye on. Give, yeah. a, give a little, little bit of saving up. Grab myself in. Hello, Patreons. Hello. How's it going? They like you. They really do. They don't like John. God, they hate John. They really, they're all... <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe that they like me. If they do like me, we have to talk about my uh, my payment per episode. We need to go into that. Oh, God, wait. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll no. talk about your game. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're getting kicked no, back cool, to though. Universal to watch the Fast and Furious, though, so it's fine. It works both ways. Yeah, Vin, it? Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel's like, Mike, can you just help me out? This uh, this franchise, it's not as big as it could be. Please, for the love of yeah. God, Mike, start talking about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Anyway, fuck on the on the on the topic of making money and stuff. So you've got uh, what two days <laughs> until uh, Tron Legacy comes out? Tron, no, Tron Legacy was the popular movie. I'm being a dick, oh, mate. I'm being a dick. I'm trying to be oh, okay. trying to be a reviewer in it. Yeah, to, uh, what's that? Tron, I was trying to think of the name of that first game. What was the fucking first game? Tron 2.0! 2.0? 2.0. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get well, it. Technically, the, the first Tron game was Tron, then you've got discs of Tron. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then... Tron 2.0 was good. That's why. Tron that's 2.0 was there. excellent. It was, it used, um, it was the Thief engine, wasn't it? It used the, it how they got all the light stuff working as well as they did in that, which for its time was amazing. Yeah. It always, blew, yeah, it always blew Lovely me stuff. a very beautiful game. It was a Lovely game that stuff. I just was like, shit, games don't... It's like Voyager Elite Force. You boot up Voyager Elite Force these days, and apart from the faces looking quite Quake engine-y, the game runs mm. and looks fucking beautiful. Voyager Elite Force was so beautiful. great. Yeah, I love that yeah. game. Especially Good the, the expansion well. pack. Virtual Voyager, which mm -hmm. let you uh, walk around Voyager and solve loads of puzzles and shit. Yep. Played that for about 4,000 hours when I was little. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good stuff. And... Uh, Star Trek Armada 2. Oh, that was my shit there. Hmm. Star Trek Armada 3 is a mod for Sins of a Solar Empire, which is so fucking good. 
Because you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take on a Borg one on one. Oh, I've lost. <laughs> I need, I need friends. Can't take on the Borg one on one. It's great. Um. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So, so tell tell me everything you're feeling about the release. Two days. Scary, isn't it? I'm I'm feeling Scary. pretty good about it. I I think we've made something. We've definitely made something I'm proud of. Um, good. It's with the it's with the critics now, so we'll see um, <laughs> what they think of it. But yeah, I think um. I think it's good. I think it's good. I think I think there's going to be. I think it's it's definitely like you know in the in the tradition of like our our the circular games we made and stuff. So I think people who like those will be really into it. I think it's a cool introduction to a little Tron world we're building. So yeah, I, I think it's uh I quite like it. Disney like it. So we'll see if the world agrees with uh, <laughs> with both of us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 at, this, it. at this point, honestly, it's out there. So it's just like it's being you know it's being played by the critics and stuff. So like ultimately, at this point, I just have to kind of be a leaf on the wind to to reference another sci-fi. Like yeah, definitely like just seeing how it plays out now. It's, it's weird. It's a weird moment because it's there's not a lot I can do really. It's it's gonna go how it goes. You could bribe though, like <laughs> that's how. <laughs> If I every player, if I if I every player, then uh, then my game will sell and I'll so, still lose right. money. Yeah, yeah. For someone who's in the industry, because a lot of you see Hi. a lot of people like IGN will review a game and they'll go, "I like this game because sure. it's a personal opinion," and then everyone calls them shills. How many games from zero to however many games there are do you think have actually had paid for reviews? Because in my guess, I'd say like three. In mainstream, yeah, like in ever. mainstream, in mainstream, like outlets. Yeah. I I think it's probably close to zero. That's why I wouldn't I go three. No, yeah, yeah. I would never. I would never say zero on anything, but like it's got to be, it's got to be down there. I think. I think there's definitely been moments, and these are a lot of these are publicly known. There's definitely been moments <laughs> where. Hi, Kane and Lynch. <laughs> there's de- well, I'm the- not going to give examples, especially for legal reasons, but like. There's I'm going to give examples. Moments. That Kane and Lynch, uh, was it GameSpot? There's been moments, let me finish my bloody <laughs> sentence. There's been moments where, <laughs> there's been moments when, while no money has been directly exchanged for a review, there's definitely been moments where, like, the, the, the critical side and the advertising side have maybe been a little bit closer than is comfortable. But yeah. I don't think, I, I, yeah, I, I, honestly, there's no incentive for an outlet really to take a check to give a good review and, and to be honest there's no real incentive for a, a game company to try and pay for a good review because the audience will know <laughs> you know and one review yeah. and to be fair if you look at any game look at any game that's out there that um of any quality and go to their metacritic you're going to find a couple of reviews every game's got a review that says it's a four out of ten every game's got a review that says yeah. a ten out of ten so yeah. what would adding one more review in either end of that really kind of do to change anything? So there's just not really any point to it. So well, it really comes if down. Yeah. If you're yeah. on Fallout New Vegas, it would have fucking helped if you got another 10 out of 10. Because wasn't that the game where they had to, I think it was like an 88 on Metacritic to get their bonuses? Oh, and they got an 87. Their... Well, that would be an incentive for the, the development team to pay for reviews. Yeah. The question was whether a game <laughs> well, a publisher would be incentivized to pay for reviews. Arguably, you could argue that it's actually the opposite there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that, those kind of things are massively unfair. No one should be having their salaries or bonuses based on on that's, Metacritic because yeah, there's so many people who, so many people outside the dev team have an impact on whether a game's going to come out and be good. So, 
Also, yeah. a, a reviewer, like, I, that episode of Star Trek, I literally watched and was like, yeah, I had a good time. I couldn't tell if it was good or not because I just watched fucking Moonfall. Like, if you watch <laughs> Moonfall and then play some... Your palate was spoiled. Yeah. It's gonna just... Yeah, you've, it's reset your zero. Like, you're off. Your calibration's off. You need to be able to... Like, there's episodes of Doctor Who, like, first viewing, couldn't stand. Mm. Like, Hellbent, the one with all the going around the castle, looping, time travel bullshit... That fucking, that's one of my favourite episodes ever. The first time I watched it, I went, oh, God, that was just too much for me. Because I was in a foul Are you, are you implying that reviews are ultimately subjective analyses that are fascinating and brilliant works of art in themselves, but that no objective truth can ever really be found about any piece of art? That's it's a big statement to make, Dan. It's a big statement to make. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that reviews of works of art on their own uh do you not think so some, i i actually i would genuinely some, say that i will i'll set up to embargo on tuesday no i i genuinely think i think review <laughs> i think i think criticism is in itself an art form for sure like a good review is a is an entertaining interesting engaging well yeah but we're, we're talking read. about we're talking about game reviews uh well <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there's. I think there's. 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 I'll put it this way. There's definitely critics I will read or watch a video from on stuff that I have no intention of playing. Either way, I don't use. I, I, there are definitely people I, I whose work I engage with that I'm not there because I want to get like a buyer's guide. I'm there because I'm engaged with how they write or how they present things in like a video or whatever. So that's interesting because I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I think probably and I am that. like that. Yeah, I like I am like that, that thing, but I don't yeah. do that thing. Like if your if, audience if something... is tuning in to see your videos, even if they're not thinking about buying the thing you're currently showing, for sure. Yeah, if someone's like, "Here's a game about you know you, you're a beaver who builds a city," I'm like, "Tell me more about Timberborn." I'm fucking in. But if they're like, "Here's a fucking spin-off Final Fantasy MMO," I'm like, "All right, that's not for me." Like I know, I know that there's no, I, that is never going to be my thing. So I, I don't, I'm not interested. I, I only go where my interest goes, which is why I, I think I play a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Like, I'm currently playing Stacklands. That's a fucking cracking game. Yeah, don't get Tron uh, 2.0. Go for... <laughs> Wait, is Tron 2.0 on Steam? Uh, I think it is, the... actually, yeah. Are you... Oh, shit. Oh, I might buy that. And uh, Runner as well. I think it's, it's on Steam. So you're not even like the only Tron boy on Steam. It's a big happy family like Fast and Furious. That's all this. <laughs> so what you're no, saying is I... Vin Diesel's in your game. Oh. <laughs> I wish Vin Diesel was in my game. Vin, if you're listening, I would love to put you in the game at some point. I love Vin Diesel. Okay, so here's my pitch, right? <laughs> oh god, here we go. <laughs> There's a new racing team in the streets of LA. Okay. And they do, they have to go, you know, he gets his crew back together because yeah. they sold all their really nice houses for really shit houses. Do their cars reason. kind of glow a bit? They're almost bikes. They're almost <laughs> bikes. <laughs> and they leave Dan, these Dan, walls Dan, behind Dan, Dan, for some Dan, reason. Dan, yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not intersect IP here. Can we? Can we can we not intersect <laughs> IP here? Let's let's leave. Let's leave the IP be. Um <laughs> All right, so there's a new street racing team in town, and it's 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 Picard on a dune buggy, pretend, with his shirt undone, pretending he's an action hero. That was a weird era, wasn't it? TNG movies. 
This, I think you're right. This is our most tangential uh, podcast. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Always want to talk about the podcast that we've never got round to. Um, Might as well the... this one. No, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. I, I can't really talk about anything. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Mr. Tron for the next forty-eight hours. Uh, that's Mr. all I'm talking Tron. about. That's let's talk about Tron then. So, what? Yeah. When did you first see Tron? The first original. You've seen the original, right? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like VHS. Like I think we had. Oh. Yeah, we just had it on VHS. I think when I was a kid. And for the um, young, what is VHS? What does it stand for? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a. Oh, what does stand? Video home. <laughs> system is it what is it video, video video home video home system that's it video is that actually what it is oh awesome. video home system that's not what it is though is it what does vhs stand for i'm gonna look this up video it's video VHS. home system mike i oh my god it is oh my <laughs> god it is it's video home no. system. yeah okay so yeah i had a vhs <laughs> i had a vhs of tron and i remember just watching it a lot and for me, weirdly, I remember as a kid, the image I remember most from it is the orange being digitized. Yeah. That's the that's the that bloom kiddie me's brain, basically. Like that was so real, that was so true to me. That was just, like I loved it. Yeah. Um and yeah, and we uh we I watched that a lot, loved Jeff Bridges, was like, oh, this this game design is really cool, and that had absolutely no impact on my life. So yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Is that it? That how you're gonna sell Tron to us? You're not gonna be like, it was legendary and breathtaking, and it, a master controller changed my life. That bit well, where it was, on the train thing with the red lines. Whoa! No, it was, it was it was definitely like as genuinely as a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing. Like one hundred percent. Mike, it was Mike, the coolest thing. Mike, what? Mike, we're we're yeah. old enough that it was the coolest thing. <laughs> no, what could it? No, that was it. Like that was the peak of cool. I that was like when they were like, "What if we just used all the computers to make a film?" Well, I remember being because I was also that age where I was definitely like that was the aesthetic as well of like all of the code magazines I was reading with like yeah. the, the vector <laughs> art and the wireframe stuff. Like that was definitely the look. So yeah, I I loved it. Um, the uh, the. And then Legacy just came out years later and just the aesthetics and the music of that were just, I just adored them. Just absolutely loved them. So yeah, it was kind of a combination of those. And then, yeah. So Tron, I think like a lot of people, Tron's just always been there. And then I think what's really cool is that there was this really good story framework as well with it. Um, and it was a nice opportunity to do some uh, some cool things. So yeah, I'm, I'm oh, really I, I have, really I have a question. Oh, a Tron on. question. Tron. So, so ask me a question about Tron, yeah. So, Tron, Tron Please Legacy. Please something I can't answer, yeah. Tron, Tron Legacy, right? Yeah. Very different looks. As much as it's still the same kind of vibe. Yeah. The the light, it was much, Tron was much darker. Tron Legacy brought a lot of white light into everything and really kind of moderned it up. Mm-hmm. Have you followed on from Tron Legacy's art design or are you kind of taking it in your own special little direction? <coughs> I would say... No, 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 probably... you've got to say that that's a oh. great question. That's a great question. Carry on. I've never been asked that question before. It's a question that shows real kind of interest and engagement with the franchise, which I really respect. Um, where, where do you get your ideas from? 
fucking hell. Um, no, I think Disney's been of unused IP. Do you want me to get a TV? You know, yeah, no, I, tell I, me, I genuinely care. I genuinely okay. care because I'm such a fucking Tron fan. It's ridiculous. I think the the honest answer is so. From like a story point of view, our game basically is from a universe that branched around the time depicted in the Uprising TV show. Oh, um, that's so good. You need to watch so that. Yeah, watch that. Oh, Uprising. Have I watched Uprising? I've definitely no, watched Uprising. No, of course you've I mean, fucking watched Uprising. Everyone should watch Uprising. <laughs> it is really Imagine good. if you hadn't. Imagine if you're like, yeah, wait, yeah. what's Tron Uprising? What's Uprising? What's Who's Uprising? Elijah Wood? Um, he's really good in that. Um, the, uh, but yeah, the, Everybody's uh, really good in that. That's true. So, so we are kind of, I would say we're probably about halfway between Uprising and Legacy. So it's, it's, it's kind of Legacy, but then we just some of those ideas kind of pulled across. Um, but then we've also, our world's kind of evolved on its own. So there's a few... There's a few places where we kind of push things um, a bit further in a few places. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see how people react to that because we've kind of invented some stuff as well. So we'll see how see how the audience kind of responds to that. But I think I think it's quite cool. I think we're doing some neat stuff. Interesting. That's a but good I, I, if, answer. To answer your question, like genuinely, I would say we're closer to legacy aesthetically than the original for sure. Um, but I think that's that's kind of also fits with what's being done, like in the ride, um, yeah. and yeah, so it makes sense. See, I, for me, my favorite one is uh, uh, Uprising, because mm. Uprising looks like the inside of uh, like a fucking Razer computer viewed from like <laughs> oh, oh weird microscope, fucking zoom in, fucking I don't fucking know the words, but it had that kind of that underglow. Of just sort of like it's like black behemoth of shapes that you don't really know what they do, but they're just lit in this beautiful way. And I just the fucking art design on that. You have to watch that TV show. It's probably on Disney Plus, right? It is on Disney Plus. It's, there you go. It's that's very, your homework. It's very vivid <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, no, it's it's gorgeous. It's a that's that show was amazing. The character design is beautiful. It's it's just beautiful on a lot of levels. We're definitely making something different, but there's a a lot of like influence. I think the other thing with Uprising that we talked a lot about on the team. It's just the world building is that they had to solve a lot of problems mm -hmm. um, or, or kind of figure stuff out uh, similarly to how we've had to do with the game. Because they had, you know, they were making multiple episodes. They had to think about, do programs have jobs? You know, how does, yeah. you know, all, <laughs> where, where do programs live? They were kind of figuring out some of those questions that you don't have to really kind of worry about necessarily in like a movie. But like, you know, for a TV show, they had to kind of build out that depth a little and that's that definitely kind of gave us some good some good markers to kind of base some of our stuff on so yeah really cool mm -hmm. interesting interesting Thank interesting you. stuff here all right i got another question for you <laughs> Go on. here's my next question oh, fuck it, it's very professional that's very professional i like it why are frisbees so dangerous in the tron universe it's a little off this question it's a different question <clears throat> Yeah, um, because question. they're they're very. Great, great it's question. a great. It's a great. It's a <coughs> great, great question. question. Great question. It's a great Thank question. You. No one's ever asked me that question before. You're the first to ask me about frisbees. Um, <laughs> I would I would say I would say I think it's I think it's I kind of love it as a as a sci-fi thing of just like the most the most damage you can do to another program is to throw effectively your most sensitive part of yourself at them. It's a very, yeah. it's a very high risk way of fighting people. It's like headbutting. Is, right? and, <laughs> and is that a metaphor for crunch and finishing game design? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because you have to, like, you know, you get mm. the 
when it gets to the end and you're you're really trying to battle through bugs and issues with the program, you kind of sacrifice yeah. your own health to be able to finish those at the demands of your publisher. It's a really it's a really interesting perspective. Um, I can't say I fully agree with it myself, but I'm I'm really glad you brought that to the table. Thank you. Uh, all right, so I got another question. Oh no! What does okay, what does more. VCR stand for? That would be video cassette recorder, I assume. Yes. Is it? That's yes. Sorry, sorry. Great question. Thank you. Yeah, no, Thank I've you. never Thank asked you. that before. Uh, VCR. <laughs> I believe means uh, video cassette recorder. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, simpler times, simpler times. Yeah, just name the thing. What does it do? Does yeah, it's, it's this. Oh, okay, yeah. Now it'd be uh... called like the aspiration box, wouldn't it? It'd be like <laughs> yeah, like an Xbox. That's what it would be. Uh... So, how did you feel about that time that Futurama took an episode and dedicated it to hating on Tron Legacy many years after the release of Tron Legacy, a film that was well regarded? What? I this you that genuinely I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a Futurama a, Tron parody. They go. It's this. Well, they, there is one because they go to the internet and stuff. I don't think it's that one. I think there's an episode they just keep mentioning how shit Tron Legacy was, but it's like a year and a half, two years after Tron Legacy came out. Huh. And you're just like, why are you saying these things? It's also it's wrong. A... Legacy's an excellent film. Yeah, it's I rewatched great... it. I rewatched it yesterday, actually. I rewatched it yesterday. Ah, oh, you're not sick of Tron yet with all the Tron thoughts. Say again, sorry. Are you not sick of it yet? Tron? No, I love Tron. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> would that be amazing? Wouldn't that be a? Wouldn't that be a, a fantastic answer to get from someone? That they hated the thing they were currently working on and promoting. No, I no, I genuinely, I'm really into Tron. I, I think honestly, working on it has made me more into it as well. I'm really invested now. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to to keep playing with that stuff. Well, I've got one last question for you, Mike, and then I'll uh, let you go. Oh, please, <laughs> please let me go. Right. Yeah. If I play this Tron Legacy game, will will I will I get sucked into the computer? Oh, that's a very good question. Right, like in the thing. I, can, I am happy and excited to confirm to you that there are no risks associated with playing Tron Identity of being pulled into the computer at all. Um, you are completely safe from the very specific risk of being beamed into a computer by playing Tron Identity, available on Tuesday on Switch and Steam. Why do you like the Switch so much? Is it because Switch, your I do. Vita love? Is it the Vita love moving on to its? Next I do, I do habitat? like, I do, I do like a portable. I do like a portable. But to be honest, like you know, it's there's always more to it than just like my preferences. It just it was the right platform for us to to start on. Yeah, PlayStation and Xbox people can't read. We all know that. That's Stop a it. fact. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Far too close to launch for these jokes, Dan. Far too close to these jokes. Mike Vithel believes that people who own Xboxes and Playstations uh -huh. can read. Jesus, I there. I do believe that they can read, yes. And I also yeah. own Xbox and Playstations, so... And your favourite is? I love all consoles equally and simultaneously. 
So the PlayStation, got it. Um, one final question, Mike, then I'll let you go. It's oh, <laughs> a really great question. Thank you so much for asking it. If you could be in Tron, what would yeah. your Tron name be? Well done. It's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Um, well, I mean, most... Well, not most, but a lot of Tron characters are named after pioneers uh, and geniuses of the computer science field. So I think if I lived in the Tron world, I would want to be known as Nerdcubed. I think that's what I do. I think that would be my, my Tron name. There you go. Oh, Nailed well, it. Mike, it's, it's been lovely having you. Uh, thank you. Tron thank you for the extra questions. Launches on Thursday, the 13th of April. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. I love that we have this. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because you have something of value and I don't. So I get to, like,. <laughs> I get to toy with your thing. This is like me, like, there's me and another me behind you. We're kind of like throwing your thing and not letting you grab it. But we're going to give it back to you, you know, because you know that I'll I'll do right. Anyway, we didn't cut some rant out Mike just did there about how Xbox is shit. We are are now... We didn't, did we? That's true. Why did you say that was true? We literally didn't. Yeah. What we did cut (laughs) was this. I just play the audio. Nice. That would be the power play. So, see, I just, uh, you know what, Mike? You know mm-hmm. what, Mike? You yeah. know what? Uh huh. You know, reading and games, right? Have you ever thought about making a game where, yeah. like, you can like move and jump and stuff? I did it once, didn't like it. Great question. Great question. No, no, no it wasn't a great question. <laughs> it was a cruel question. It's a, a question I've asked question. on this podcast. I think in the last episode. <laughs> Okay, one final question, and then I'll let you go. <clears throat> then I'll let you go. Here we go, right? Yeah. What do you think Matt got me for my birthday? Oh, oh, so many, so many great comedy question. answers. It's great. great. No, it was a it was a great, great question. question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what did I do? What do I think he got you? I'll give you a clue. Ready? Go listen yeah. carefully. Mm-hmm. That was the clue. That was. An interesting sound. Um, I'm guessing it was... Uh, to me, that sounds like a jewellery thing. I'm thinking like a, a Bajoran earring or a Star Trek communicator badge. Nope, it was tiny porcelain figures of Spider-Man villains. Right, well, thank you very hey, much, Mike, There you go. Them. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Great question. Great question. Tron 3.9! Birth before death before sleep before Kingdom Hearts. Uh... <laughs> I would like to point out, just just so you know the time, we've been recording now for four hours, 15 minutes. So whatever this gets edited down to, Mike has wanted everything else cut out. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. It's going to be, I mean, this is a great one because this is like before, this is the anticipation. Next time, oh, it's going to be like positive reviews or or, or you having a breakdown. You won't be any more episodes. You yeah. might never talk to you again. Yeah. You might fight me in Wembley Arena when we're watching wrestling together. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be... Ah. Oh, it's going to be wonderful, Mike. I'm, I'm excited for you. I really am. I've been buzzing. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I feel like, because I've been talking to you on the lead up to this one, I just feel hmm. involved a little bit, you know? You are involved. It's, you are involved. You're my inspiration. I've always said that. Ah, that is That is because, of course, my name is Tron. That's my real name. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's, it's, I thought, yeah, Tron would be more of the inspiration to you with its, you know. <laughs> it's the I IP, based this game on, no, this was, yeah, I, I based this more on you than on the Disney IP for sure. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I genuinely am going to immediately download uh, and play the shit out of this. And then I'm going to text you a negative review. But remember, Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but anything above a 54 is pretty good, as we established at the start of this podcast. Like, that's apparently, uh, like, a, for me, mm-hmm. a 54 is like a 9 out of 10. Like, that's a... Oh, that's great. Well, they just sent me a 9 out of 10 then. Well, that's just way too high, Mike. Like, I don't know. I'm going to duck some points. There's the no. Ultimate passive, the, the ultimate passive aggressive play here is to just send me 9 out of 10 now and have my brain skew over what you mean by that. That would be great. That would be. <laughs> that's the play. That's what I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I could, <laughs> I could do that, or I could text you eight out of ten, literally right this very second. So, oh, Mike, you just did it. Very good. good. Very good. <laughs> See you later, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Well, Bye well, we might be back. Bye, Troll Identity. Available. Have you got a price and everything? Uh, I think it's in different places, different things, so I will not say, but it'll this there'll a, be a price. I assume this price. is a primarily English audience. What's the, what's be the GPGBP? There'll 50p? be a price. There'll be a 60p, price. 60p, mate? It's going to be more than 60p. Mo- Whoa! Slow down, Saints. Yeah, it's a premium up. title. Yep, yep, yep. Premium, down, so 70, lower than 70 pounds or higher? Yes. L- definitely lower yes, than higher, 70 higher pounds. than 70 pounds. Right, where you had it. <laughs> so somewhere between 60p and 70 pounds. I mean, yes. it, if it's not, yes. you fuck something up somewhere. Yes. It's higher than 60p and less than 70 pounds. And I'm excited to Fantastic. see you there on launch day on Tuesday. And, yes, uh, I mean, I won't be there because I'm going to play it and, you know, <laughs> yeah. send you a scathing review. I think I might send it through mail. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> arrives the morning of of launch. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one final question before I let you go. No, no. When when no, you met with I'm Disney, did you talk about my idea for the core action figure micro play sets in the arcades? I I didn't actually know. I didn't. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Tron fucking identity available Tuesday somewhere between 60p and 70 pounds. Oh, Mike, it's been a pleasure. I wish you all the luck. I genuinely, genuinely hope it goes fantastic for you. Cheers, mate. I appreciate Um, it. I do. From the little bits and pieces I've seen, I'm very excited to play it, which I will let you. Irritatingly, we now have to have our off podcast discussion where we. You know, you tell me all the bits that you need me to cut. Um, <laughs> you... <laughs> That's not true at all. All right, can we can we end the podcast now, please? Can I feel we, like Mike? I don't know. To two hours. I like please. two hours. I like out. wasting two out. hours of your time. Okay, okay. Well, before you go, <laughs> I'm gonna right. I'm just gonna, One I'm gonna last question, right? Test. One last question, right? Actually, it's last question for a movie pitch. So. There's this new racing team have entered LA, right? (laughs)